At this time, we're blessed to have our second message for the day by Pastor Steve Andrews. It has 176 verses. It's broken up into 22 sections. Each section has eight verses each. And those eight sections, of those 22 sections, have a Hebrew letter for each of those sections. In all of those sections, uh, almost all of those sections, there are these ten words. Saying, word, testimony, way, judgment, precept, commandment, law, faithfulness, or statutes. There's no author, unlike a lot of the Psalms that had authors, from David to Asaph and the different ones, there was no author on this 119th Psalm. There's no song attached. There's no instrument attached to this song, or to this Psalm, even though it's called a Psalm, which is <laughs> a song. And you could probably, and we have made, songs out of various parts of the 119th Psalm. As we go through this, I think you're going to see Christ in it many, many places. But I also wanted, I also wanted to encourage you, because of the, the way that this thing is written, I want to encourage you to accept it as your own psalm to inculcate it as your own psalm. It's a, it's a fascinating psalm with so many parts and pieces to it. And of course, there's no way in the short period of time I, that I could go through all 176 and really give it as a good Bible study. But we're going to try to get some of it in, and I, hopefully I can get all the way through with just the, the parts and pieces that I do select today. But one of the things that's <clears throat> very interesting about um, this psalm is, is that I'm not sure who did it, but I think it's a very good thing. And I think that's something that each one of us could do, which is, as we read the eight, uh, some of these verses, and, and you can go back, because I'm not going to read all eight verses in each one of these sections, because that would take me way more than time than I have today. But... It was very interesting because I opened my older Bible. This is a uh, Hebrew Greek key study Bible. And uh, this is one of the first ones I bought of this particular type. Um, it was on sale. And uh, I saw it and I thought, oh, that seems really interesting. Of course, I looked in the back and had all the Strong's numbers and there's a whole lot of interesting stuff in it. And so I bought it. And then I opened it up today. And I didn't realize it. But I had written into each one of these sections uh, like a title. Now, each one of them, of course, has a, a Hebrew letter as a title in most Bibles. If you look in there, you'll see that. Your first one is, is Aleph, which is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. But as your own study, as part of your own um, delving into the Psalms 119, it might be nice to make your own heading as was in this, and I'm not sure who 
did this, whether it was me, I may have done it several years ago, may have been Lawrence, may have been Barnabas, um, could have just heard it from a message that somebody was giving, but I thought it was very interesting. And so I am going to add these uh, headings to, to this um, study today, or this sermon today, on Psalm 119. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Verse 1, chapter one, one, uh, Psalm 119. I title this, A Way, Not a Religion. This is a way of life, not a religion. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with their whole heart. See how this draws us in? See how this makes us a part of this? This is something that we can take, and we can even take it in prayer to God. As we read through these, and we see they touch our heart, they also touch our character. I wrote down, the word of God is for the living. Yes, those that wrote it are long gone, except for our Savior Jesus Christ that set the right hand of the Father. But the word of God is a living word, and it's for the living today. And so, as we read through this, realize these are living words for us. And they belong to each one of us individually. They're beautiful words. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His way. So you see the theme. They walk in His way. You've commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Each one of these, looking at it, the way in which we should go. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all your commandments. I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned your righteous judgments. How can we learn those unless we're studying God's word? Unless we're inculcating that word into our lives and taking it in and drinking it in on a daily basis. He says, I will keep your statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Isn't that a prayer that we'd like to, to, to bring to God? We have sins, we have problems, we have trials that we go through. Maybe we were suffering with different things and sicknesses and, and, and that. Isn't that something that we want to take to God? Oh, forsake me not utterly. Remember that I'm here, I'm alive, and I'm your son. Beginning in the next one, I call this a beginning. And it's uh, Beth, Beth <laughs> in some of them they have B-E-T-H or B-E-T. Um, and if I get the, uh, the pronunciation wrong, um, I, forgive the, I hope the Hebrews will forgive me for that. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Oh, I shall say a young woman, because this is for men and women. This isn't just for men, this is for men and women. So wherewithal shall a young person cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to your word. With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Doesn't that sound like kind of a song that we sing? <laughs> yes. So, just, just look. I mean, they come right out of it. 
right out of this Psalm 119. It's so beautiful. And there's many, many places in here where these songs, these verses can be rendered into to songs. Even though this is one of those, there's a few of them in here that don't have any um, actual instruments attached to it or any, one, any um, particular person. Uh, they ascribe it to different, different ones that have written this, this psalm. But um, we'll just leave it at this one was written for us, as all of the psalms have been written for us. To understand, to grow in, to comprehend. A beginning. This is a beginning. Wherewithal shall young man cleanse his way? By keeping the commandments of God. By coming to Sabbath services. By keeping the Sabbath holy. By enjoying our fellowship one with another. In the next one, Gimel, or Gamel, or G-I-M-E-L, or Gamel, however we want to pronounce that. Beginning of verse 17 here. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Deal bountifully. I, 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 I named name this one continuing nourishment. Continuing nourishment from God's word. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word that I might have enough food, raiment, the ability to work and different things, that I might keep your word, that I'm not destitute. Open you my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Open mine eyes, that I may see. <laughs> I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. Now where do we find that again in the New Testament? Isn't that interesting how that just jumps out? I'm a stranger in the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. If we go over to Hebrews now, the, the 11th chapter, verse 13. I think I missed a, a good opportunity to, to bring out something else earlier, but that's okay. We'll keep right on going. 11 and verse 13. And this is the faith chapter, Hebrews 11, verse 13. He says, These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Our true home, brethren, God says our true home is the kingdom of God. Even though we've been given physical life, we wait for that day. We are strangers on this earth. We are reading God's word. We are inculcating it into our life. But in reality, we're looking for the kingdom of God. We should desire that God's kingdom come to this perverse world that is getting worse and worse on a daily basis. It says, let's go back here now. Uh, let's go to the next one. The next one is Dalet or Dalet or however you want to pronounce it. He said, it's, it's, an, it's an opening or a way, an opening or a way, beginning in verse, um, let's see, I want to make sure, because sometimes I didn't uh, take all of the scriptures in each one of these, beginning in verse 25, my soul cleaves unto the dust, quicken you me according to your word, 
Isn't it interesting that in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's this word quicken? And it's like there's this um, thing that God is bringing to us to help us to understand that there is an enlivening. There is an enlivening that's coming. There was, there's an enlivening that's available today through his word. But there is also an enlivening coming through the resurrection. And that word quicken really makes to enliven or, or to make alive. In the New Testament, we understand that that is that spirit that dwells within us that makes us potential, well, we are saints, and that we have that potential for the resurrection to be in the kingdom of God. And it's because of that spirit that dwells in us that we will be quickened. We will be made like Jesus Christ. We will be in his kingdom. He says, I have declared my ways and you heard me. Teach me your statutes. Make me to understand the way of your precepts. So shall I talk of your wondrous works. When we are fully understanding and fully comprehending God's word, we can actually extemporaneously talk to people about this way of life. We can fill them in. Fill them in about God's word. My soul melts for heaviness, verse 28. My soul melts for heaviness. Strengthen you me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. Grace comes from God, doesn't it? And it seems like that it's tied to his commandments, to his, lo to his love for us because he's given his commandments to us. And these words right here are are part of that. He says, I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid up, thy judgments have I laid before me. So, if we take those into our own self, we take that, I have chosen the way of truth. There's an awful lot of information out there today, isn't there, brethren? Tremendous amount of, of, of information about all kinds of things. Some of it good and some of it bad. But if you don't have the source, if you don't have the source, which is the Word of God, and you don't understand the source, then we can be fooled with lies. Truly fooled with lies. And there's a lot of lies out there even about God's Word. He says, I, he says, I have stuck unto your testimonies. O Lord, put me not to shame. I will run the way of your commandments when you shall enlarge my heart. I will run the way of your commandments. The next part here, <laughs> it's a little word. Hey. Or it says H-E, but it really is like hey. And I, I, it's the breath of God. The breath of God. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Breathe your word to me, brethren. I mean, Father. Breathe your word to me, Father. Jesus, give me your word. Help me to understand. Teach me. Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. I had, um, let's, we are all very, very familiar with this, but let's turn to 2 Timothy, the third chapter. 
and verse 16. Because we find out that even in the New Testament, it agrees with the words of the Old Testament. He says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. And here's the reason why. That the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All good works. That's what he's talking about here. With God's word inculcated in us, we have that and we are being taught by that, by that word. Make me to go in the path of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Verse 35. Incline my heart unto your testimonies, and not to covetousness. It's interesting that we live in a world of <laughs> that covet all kinds of worldly goods, don't, don't we? But... Are their hearts ever inclined to the truth? Are the hearts of men inclined to God's word? It's getting more and more to the point where God's word is a dirty word. <laughs> Christians is a dirty word. And it's, they want to squash it. They want to kill it. They don't want us to have any part of it because they want to be covetous. They want to live the covetous life. And if we stand up and we preach against the things that they're doing today, they think we're preaching hate even though we're preaching what comes out of the Word of God. And because the nation is turning from the Word of God, retribution and things are going to come upon this nation I'm, afraid, I'm fearful of that we have never seen before in this nation. He says, He says, Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. And quicken you me in your way. Here we are again. Enliven me in your way. Show me those things. Make me alive in your truth, in your word. Establish your word unto your servant who is devoted to your fear. You know, the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge, all of those things is to fear, is to, to fear the Lord. This, um, and I probably went a couple more than I wanted to there, but it's good. I, I saw that those were things that needed to be put there. The next one is uh, vave. Or, or, <laughs> there's so many different ways that they have this in the, in the different um, publications. They've got a W-A-W, V-A-V, V-A-U. And, um, but if you, if you look at the uh, Tetragrammarium, it's uh, yod hey vave hey, and that's, uh, this is one of the four letters in that in that tetrachymerium. And I, I put this as salvation and liberty. Um, in beginning in verse 41, let your mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even your salvation according to your word. Isn't that what we want? We want to be saved from this untoward nation. We want to be, uh, we want to have salvation. We want the Savior in our life. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in your judgments. I have hoped in your judgments. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. And I, I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. 
It's a different word there, but I think that the concept is, is correct. Because when we have the Word of God, we are liberated from the, the falsehoods of the world that we live in, aren't we? When we have that Word, it gives us understanding of what's going on in, in the society that we live in. It helps us to understand the immoral things that are happening. And they really are very grievous. And they, and they should grieve our spirit. They should really hurt us deep down to see the nation going the way it's going and seeing people being swallowed up into the, this uh, mindset of immorality that the nation is going to. <clears throat> Let's go to the next one now. Um, Zayin. Zayin. And I apologize. I'm not the, the Hebrew scholar that my brother-in-law is. <laughs> He's, he would be able to pronounce these with very... In fact, he might even be able to get up here and read this all in Hebrew. But uh, the, <clears throat> I have great limitations in my life. And uh, th th that's one of them. Uh, the, the inability to really <laughs> be able to articulate other languages. So I do my best. And I try to bring it as best as I can. But this one is an interesting one. Uh, this is a, a comfort in afflictions. Comfort in afflictions. The spirit, the comforter comes. But this one is about comfort in afflictions. It says, remember the word unto your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. When we read the word of God, don't we have hope of what he's promised us? Aren't we... In encouraged by the Word of God? Aren't we encouraged by the, the truth that we read in the, in the Word? Aren't we encouraged that the things that are going to be righted, are, that we're going to have a part in the kingdom of God? This is my comfort in my affliction, for your Word has quickened me. Isn't that interesting how many times that Word pops up? Your Word has enlivened me, has made me alive from what it says. And you go through and you read the Bible and you see the, the tremendous blessings that God is going to pour out on this, on this world and the kingdom. And, and his love for each and every one of us who are his children. The proud have, made me, have had me greatly in derision, yet I have not declined from your law. How, how stable are we in the, in the truth of the Word of God? How stable are we in understanding it and sticking with it? Doing what we need to do. Doing the things that God has called us to do. How strong are we in, in that? How strong are we in His law? I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Now, why is that? How can the psalmist say that by looking at those judgments and the, and the things that God has done of old that he is comforted? Because God is consistent, isn't he? He's consistent. If he makes a covenant, he stays with that covenant. If we've made a covenant at baptism. And if we hold that covenant to the end, whatever that might be, whether Christ returning or, you know, we find that watery grave... Or not watery grave, but uh, the, the dirty grave, uh, where we you know, wait for his call. 
God is consistent. We can take that to our grave or we can take that into the kingdom. Either way, we know. We know what God has promised. And we can take that. It is comforting to understand that. He says, horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake your law. I don't know how far I was going to go. Oh, I was going to read all of these. That's good. Um, it's interesting. In, the, in, the, in this, what did I see the other day? I was, I was, what did I see? I, I saw two ladies holding up some document from some, one of the, uh, uh, it would be like the Presbyterian Church or something like that. And they were joyous over the idea of gay marriage. And I got to looking at, you look at the Bible and you see what it says about that. And it, how can they be joyous? God is going to punish this world because of the things that they're doing. God hates. It's an abomination to him. What are we wanting to do? Are we wanting to take the blessings of God away from us? The blessings that this nation has? I think are beginning anyway. When you see the immorality beginning in a nation, your statutes have have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered your name, O Lord, in the night. I have kept your law. This I have because I kept your precepts. See how he repeats these over and over for our admonition, for our putting it into our own heart, for us to really have it inculcated deeply within us. He says, now in the next portion, um, this is another one that says H-E-T-H in mine, but it's also C-H-E-T, and I, heth, uh, I think, um, I'm not even going to try that one. <laughs> Chet, heth, heth, something to that. I, I put down repentance and new birth, repentance and new birth in this. He says, you are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep your words. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to your word. Wasn't it, didn't he plead with Israel? He pleaded with Israel. He pleads with us, but he truly pleaded with his, his children that he brought out of Egypt. Oh, if they would just have a heart in them that they would obey my laws. So he pleaded with them. And we see in this psalm, the same, same thing here, that I have entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to your word. God favored Israel greatly when they were in obedience, didn't he? And of course, when they began to, to worship the golden calf, and all of those things, God had to punish them. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto your testimonies. So our ways are not very good, are they? Our ways turn to death. I had written up here earlier, there is a way that seems right unto 
to a man, but that way leads to death. There is a way, but it leads to death. The only way that leads to life is the Word of God. The only way that leads to life is Jesus Christ and God the Father in us, dwelling in us as we are the temple of the, of the Holy Spirit. When we worry, read these words, they should comfort us. They should give us strength. Beginning, let's see, I'm going to finish up here. I don't know how far I wanted to go. I wanted to go to 60. <clears throat> I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto your testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep your commandments. It's like he was wanting speedily. I gotta, I gotta make sure that I, I'm doing what's right. I gotta make sure that I keep God's commandments. I gotta be there on the Sabbath day. I've gotta keep the holy days. I need to. I have to. I've gotta be there. That's when God is there. I wanna be in His presence. I know that. I know that when my fellow brothers and sisters are here, that His presence is here, and He's, he, He's, His Spirit is strong because. Of, we're here together. The next one is tet. It says T-E-T-H, but it, I think it's pronounced like tet. So, I've got quality uh, of objective goodness. Quality of objective goodness. Thou hast dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according unto your word. He deals with us according to the word that he has written. <laughs> he wants us to have it written in our hearts. That's what the Holy Spirit's all about, isn't it? Is writing that, those commandments in our heart. That's what it's all about. Teach me good judgment, knowledge, for I have believed your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now... Have I kept your word? One time, maybe those, except for those that have grown up in this way, we did walk astray. We walked in this world. God had to bring us into it. He had to, to bring us down. And now we keep his word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Proud have, got, have, have gorged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. <laughs> I, sometimes I just love some of the words that's used to the King James. Their heart is as fat as grease. Pretty bad. Pretty bad that we turn to the law, the turn to the word of God. It is good for me that I have been afflicted and might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. There's nothing more precious than the understanding of his word and the understanding of the kingdom of God coming to this earth. In the, the next one called <clears throat> Yod, I call it and that's some different written down here. But I'm calling it, um, we have a creator. Yod, of course, is the first word, is, is the first letter in Jehovah, uh, the, the tetragrammarium. And 
in this one it says, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. If we really could understand that in a, in a really deep, deep um, fashion, in which we would understand that God had fashioned and made us, and he's continuing to fashion and made us because we're a new creation, and giving us understanding of his word in a deeper and more fulfilling way as we read and study and, 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 and inculcate it in our life, we become more and more his children. In Psalms 139, David had this, this to say. I, I think it's very interesting that he was able to write this down and show us something about God's ability to look at, a, look at his children and know where we're at, know who we are, know what we're doing, know everything about us. He says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Verse 14 of Psalm 139. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows right well. My substance was not hid from you when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in your book all my members were written. <laughs> if we could really understand what God is, how God is doing for us, if we could really understand how the angels are writing down everything about us, we might be a little bit different, might we? <laughs> kind of like David, we heard in the earlier message. How would you all like to have that all revealed for a long time? And then when you're resurrected, hey, David, I remember that section in there about when you and Bathsheba were doing certain things. Oh, yeah. And God made sure that that was written down for our admonition that we don't follow that particular thing. And it was written for all of those kings that would follow his admonition. And some of them followed it and some of them didn't. And some of them were good and some of them were horrible. And they were terrible kings. Not a one of them were any good in Israel. If you read it and you understand the northern kingdoms versus the southern kingdoms, and you understand that there was no good kings in the northern kingdom and God finally had to get rid of it. But it's interesting what David says, <clears throat> Thine eyes to see my substance, verse 16, yet being unperfect, and your book, all my members were written, which in uh, continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are your thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. David took it to heart. He saw it what God was doing. He knew that God could see him and see what he was doing and, and he knew that um, he, was, he was only a man and yet God loved him and has a great place for him in his kingdom. Beginning now in, uh, let's see, I'll make sure that I got through where I wanted to go through here, to verse 73. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to read that. Verse 73. Now let's go to, to the next one. Um, number 11 here that I've got. Cough or calf or however. You, salvation 
in tribulation. Salvation and tribulation. Being saved during times of tribulation. Sometimes we get into situations in our life uh, that we need salvation. We need God's help. We need to be Him to intervene. My soul fainteth for your salvation, but I hope in your word. We turn to the word of God during times of great trial and great tribulation, don't we? We especially turn when we have enemies that are beseeching us with various things. Mine eyes fail for your word, saying, When will you comfort me? For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I forget your statutes. I forget not, uh, do I not forget your statutes? How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after your law. All your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongly. Help you me. They persecute me wrongly. Please help me. Please help me. They had almost consumed me upon the earth, but I forsook not your precepts. Quicken me after your loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of your mouth. It's interesting that also Jesus probably looked at, he knew these scriptures so very, very well when persecution and trials, different things came upon him. I bet they came to his mind, came to his thoughts. He could, he could feel these words. In the next one, Lamed, 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 it's different than it looks like it's there. In the verse 89, this one is teaching and learning. Teaching and learning. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So, <laughs> all the laws and all the commandments and everything that men try to put upon us, <clears throat> they are going to be dissolved. And the laws and the commandments and the truth and statutes and the judgments that are brought into the kingdom will be God's, not man's. And man will be made to obey those laws and keep those commandments and statutes. They will not be in the hands of men anymore. He says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So in heaven, it's there. We're still waiting for it to be, for this earth to be filled with the word of God. Your faithfulness is unto all generations. You have established the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances for all, your, um, all are your servants. Unless your law had been my delights, I should, um, I should have should then have perished in mind affliction. Unless your law had been my delights, I should, have, I should then have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for with them you have quickened me. And again, you see that. They've enlivened me. See how, how beneficial the word of God is to each of us. I am thine. Save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked have waited for me to, to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have sinned an end of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. I have seen an end of men's perfection, but your commandments are going to last forever and ever. God's word never dies. 
The next one, number 13, divine revelation. He says, and we know this one. <laughs> this one, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all day long, all the day. He says, you, through your commandments, have made me wiser than mine enemies, for ever, they are ever with me. Someday we, we may have lots of enemies in this, in this society. People that don't like what we believe, not just because we keep the Sabbath, but because we believe in the Bible, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in the commandments of God, we believe in His Word. We're going to be hated because of that. It's already starting, brethren. I just don't like to see it. I'm just, it bothers me a great deal. But I know that it's coming, and I know that, that we need to be prepared. We need to have our hearts and minds established and strengthened with the Word of God so that we don't falter in this. He says, <laughs> You have made, through your commandments, have made me wiser than my enemies. In verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. When you throw the Bible out of the schools, what do you get? A lot of ignorance. A lot of sin. A lot of immorality. Now, if you can teach it and you can guide people with it, as Reg and Barnabas have, and kind of be able to put it in there, maybe it will affect some and help some. But boy, when they begin to do what they've been doing, it gets harder and harder and maybe even more difficult to do that. We'll see. I'm hoping that some will be able to turn around. And I don't know. I, I see a dark side coming to the world that we live in. Um, he says, I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. Uh, we understand that there's a creation. They understand that we came from Ponscom. <laughs> so I think we're way ahead of them, way ahead of them. I said, I refrain my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you have taught me how sweet are your words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. When we get to the point where we have God's word in us so strongly, so deeply, we get to where we just hate the world and the things that are in the world and the, what's going on. I was uh, thinking as I was uh, putting this together, and uh, we, uh, a few years ago, we, we got rid of the cable. Uh, um, I found nothing very interesting on that hundreds of channels and nothing there, uh, except for maybe about three channels that I, that I, I mean, what do you, why do I pay for a hundred channels when I like three? But I, I we started something that, um, that I like and uh, we, we <clears throat> unfortunately we, we spend probably way too much money on it, but I started getting uh, DVDs of movies that I, that, especially the older movies that I like. And, <clears throat> and especially since Hollywood now seems to, to dwell on uh, certain things a lot, uh, and so a lot of your uh, shows uh, have, if they don't outright pr um, promote it, and you know what I'm talking about, homosexuality, there's underpinnings of it somewhere within those programs. 
And Hollywood is becoming more and more attuned to that, and they're beginning to do that more and more. And so I, we, we kind of, uh, you know, kind of got away from that kind of a long time ago. I don't even have, I don't even tune in on the regular channels. I, if I look for the news, I, I usually go to, to my internet and, and pull up the news in, on the internet. And I'm just thinking, the, the world that we're living in is getting worse and worse, and it's not going to be easy to get around some of that. Um, and so you may have to come up with some ways in which you can still be entertained and enjoy things, but get away from the worldly way that they're, that, that, that they're doing. Um, um, and this is divine revelation. I mean, this has been prophesied for a very long time that the world was going to get evil and more and more evil as it came, came down close to the end. And so that's what we're, we're seeing in this world. Um, I have not departed from your judgments, verse 102, for you have taught me how sweet are your words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey in my mouth. You, though you, your precepts I understand, therefore I hate every false way. And so as we, we grow in this and we go, put God's word in it, we begin to see the things that, I, I just can't stand this anymore because it's, it's so bad. It's so false. It's so, so terrible. And um, I may do one more here. And, and I'm not finished, of course, and there's quite a few more that, to do. But I'm going to do one, one more here, and this is uh, noon. It says N-U-N. Well, most of us would say none or, or something like that, but I, I think it's pronounced N-O-O-N, noon. And I, I wrote down the guiding light, the guiding light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is, isn't it? Truly, that, that word right there, that's so, so beautiful. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep your righteous judgments. Um, I have sworn and I will... So that was the last of that one there. Oh, maybe one more. Yeah, one more. I'll get just one more in here. Let's, let's do the next one. Um, number, I've got it as number 15. I was going to go do two of those. Number 15, and I've got a few more into this one. Um, divine support and protection. Divine support and protection is number 15. And, I, and this one, beginning in 113, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. A lot of vain thoughts out there. A lot of vanity. Hollywood is full of it. <laughs> so is uh, many other things in this society. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Depart from me, you evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto your word, that I may live. And let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold you me up, and I shall be safe. And I will have respect under your statutes continually. There's, there's support from God. When we live in His way, we live in His laws, He supports us because He's, he's teaching us, He's guiding us, He's leading us. The Spirit is leading us into all understanding of His ways. You have trodden down all them that err from your statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Verse 118. Verse 119. You put away all the wicked 
of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love your testimonies. That's coming. There will be judgment on this earth. And those of us that love God's word, love his truth, will be in his kingdom. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments. Like he said, that day is coming. I haven't finished. There's still more. But it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful psalm, isn't it? And like I said before, take the time to read it. Maybe even go and put some more um, headings to each one of these. Ones that you would study. Make it a part of your own self. The word of, we're living. The word of God is living. You can take this on and you can, be, you can inculcate it into your own life and make it a part of your life. The word of God is dynamic and powerful.